Hey y'all, AB3 here. Before we get started with today's show, I just want to give you a couple of updates on the greatest hunting app that there is right now. Of course, I'm talking about the Onyx Hunt app. I have it. I don't go into the woods without it. Onyx Hunt, man, that application saved me so many times. I want to tell you about the wind and weather. We all know that plays a big part in what we do, how we decide to hunt, where we decide to hunt. And when you have the Onyx Hunt application, you can see hour by hour forecasts for wind speed and direction. Check it out for the next eight days, any spot that you hunt on your map up to the next eight days. That means you can plan, plan ahead, kind of like how they said in the AT movie, plan ahead, amigo. You can do that when you got the Onyx Hunt app. Weather updates coming from 100,000 weather stations, refreshed every 15 minutes. Large intuitive visuals make it easier for hunters to identify weather patterns, make those in moment decisions, switch it up, kill those big deer, kill those big elk, get after those ducks and geese, making quick on the spot decisions, man, to help you be successful. Trim tracks, man. If you got the trim tracks, you can easily get to and from your stand. Sometimes you forget to turn your trim tracker off. Now with the trim tracks, you can trim those extra steps, get it down to a precise direct route in and out of your hunt area. Onyx Hunt, know where you stand. Make sure if you don't have it for your Android or your iPhone, it is available. You can also use it on your browser. Web maps are available. Whatever you choose to use, just make sure you're using Onyx Hunt. From Stone Mountain, Georgia, this is the Bryant Land Show, hosted by Proud Gamecock and South Carolinian AB3. All right, everybody, welcome to a, another episode of the Bryant Land Show. I would like to start the show off by saying it's Monday, and you know what that means, but by the time a lot of you get this, unfortunately, it will either be late Tuesday or early Wednesday. Uh, so I apologize for the uh, late delivery for this week's podcast, but life happens. I've been on the road traveling for work uh, the last few days and simply made a mistake. Did not pack my hard drive, which has all my music, all my elements, things that I use to put this podcast together when I edit it. And had a podcast ready to go, ready to put it together on Sunday for y'all and got ready to sit down to do it and found out, realized that I left my hard drive back in Georgia. So nevertheless, uh, that is why you guys did not have a podcast on Monday, but got one for you here today. We got a great show. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. This week's Bryant Land Show 
two days later, but here we go. Brightland. How about last week, your boy, AB3, featured in Voyage ATL magazine. Big shout out to the folks at Voyage ATL. I posted about it last week. I'll make sure to put the link to the article in the show notes this week. So if you have not seen it, have not checked it out yet, uh, the folks at Voyage came through, uh, sent me an email, uh, wanted to feature me, wanted to talk about the brand, the media brand, Bryant Land, and the work that we're doing with our podcasts and just other things that we're trying to do over here. And they, with with things being the way that they are now because of uh, the COVID and all these things, you couldn't really do a sit down. But what they do is they send you uh, questions. We uh, sit down, we fill them out, talk through them, and you send them back. And then they compose a uh, compose an article, uh, which you know gives everyone the information about the brand. I've seen Voyage ATL they before uh, we were in it. I've seen Voyage ATL. They do all kind of features on entrepreneurs, small businesses, things of that nature, artists um, all around the Atlanta and Metro Atlanta area. So it was really cool to be able to sit down, be a part of that. Uh, like I said, I'm going to post the link in the show notes. Um, I am also going to have the link again on Instagram in our bio um, as a part of our link tree. You can also take a look at it on Facebook, Bryantland, our Bryantland Facebook page. Uh, the articles there is basically, uh, like I said, from the folks, Voyage ATL, the story of Adam Bryant III, which is me, uh, like I said, but talks about Bryant Land, talks about how we started, talks about, you know, things that we want, um, that we want to do, that we are looking to accomplish uh, with this media brand. And, you know, it's very truthful. It's very candid, you know, about the struggles, uh, some of the uh, obstacles that we face trying to put this thing together. And uh, so, like I said, it's very, uh, didn't hold back. It's not, you know, a tearjerker or anything like that. I mean, it's a great article. Um, but, you know, the the reality of trying to establish a brand, trying to get um, the stories that you want to tell out there, uh, trying to get the brand itself out there you know it's it's tough when you know you don't have the funding or you don't have um sometimes the uh the sponsors or the backing people that don't see your vision but nevertheless you keep going you keep pushing um you just you know keep doing your thing keep putting your content out there certainly grateful to you guys that constantly consume our content and send us great notes and things of that nature, share our content, share our podcast. So certainly appreciative of you guys and gals that do that. 
um, and appreciative to the folks at Voyage ATL for taking the time uh, to feature uh, our brand, Bryant Land, and sit down and talk with me. So again, make sure you go check that article out, share it with people. Um, I've definitely been grateful uh, to the folks that I, I shared it um, on Facebook, and there were a lot of people that have gone back and shared the article, spreading the word, spreading the good word of Bryantland and all that good stuff. So I'm definitely appreciative of that. And uh, hopefully some more of you guys will go and uh, check that out. I was perusing uh, the Internet, as I so often do uh, in my downtime, and I came across a story um, that was actually back from July of last year. Um, it was on re, uh, return to now dot net. And I think, I believe I saw it in one of the, uh, hunting groups that I'm in, but headline reads, Alaska high school teacher shoots moose, has students butcher it to learn life skills. Um, now I've told the story on many occasions about how, you know, when I was uh, in elementary, almost middle school, I was in a gifted and talented program, um, and we would do uh, basically South Carolina hunter education. The wildlife man, as we called him, uh, would come through, and we did maybe about, uh, see, it was a six-week program as far as like the gifted and talented, so maybe I think like four of those six weeks. Uh, we would do the hunter education, and at the end, once we passed the class, we got to uh, shoot shotguns and do uh, skeet shooting. So, you know, that was my first interaction with anything in the uh, outdoors as far as, like, with guns and stuff. Um, and in high schools, you know, there's been a push lately uh, to bring back vocational and vocational skills. So I find it very interesting that uh, in an Alaska high school, you got a teacher breaking down uh, moose, butchering moose, using um, the uh, butchering skills and deboning, um, processing meat, teaching this as a life skill. I think it's very, very cool, very awesome. Um, I wish we could do more of that in schools uh, just to learn. You know, I didn't learn how to uh, process and butcher, you know, birds until a few years ago when I first started them. Um, I still don't do deer and hogs just because I don't have the equipment to do them. But like I said, this story right here, um, just going through it, uh, says the uh, teacher, high school teacher's name, Brian Mason, um, bought a dead moose to class with a back of, on the back of his truck. He shot and killed the moose himself. Uh, had 30 of his students unload said moose. Um, and then the students um, all had uh, boning knives, taught them how to debone, trim, process the meat properly, um, students not only got to see the anatomy, uh, but, but got to also learn more about Alaska's hunting and trapping tradition, uh, which has been a way of life for the, uh, Alaska's native people, uh, for a very, very 
long time. Uh, everything was all legal. Mason had to go through the uh, Alaska Department of Fish and Game uh, to uh, use to get permission to process the animal for uh, educational purposes, which is funny. Uh, you know, people always talk about freedom, but you try to do anything in this country without a permit, and you really see what your freedom's all about. But nonetheless, um, Mr. Mason, my hat is off to you. Uh, Thanks to the uh, author of the story, Bradley Jordan. Um, like I said, I saw this um, on returntonow.net, so definitely want to give Bradley his credit for uh, breaking this story. But, man, how cool is it to walk into class, have a big-ass moose sitting there, and you guys, as part of your class, as part of the curriculum, you get to break it down, you get to process it, uh, wild game meat, man. Learn about that. Like it, it doesn't get any better than that. Definitely better than the old uh, high school biology dissecting the frog. All right, last thing that I want to hit on today. You know, last week I talked about finally trying raccoon, uh, breaking down. Having some uh, raccoon, my man Jonathan Wilkins down at the uh, Black Duck Revival, braised raccoon, served it up, must admit, it was pretty good. But on the flip side of that, we also did a little snow goose hunting, a little conservation snow goose hunt. First time I had ever experienced that. Now, I've goose hunted before in Illinois. It is definitely one of my favorite things to do outside of uh, bow hunting deer. Um, but this was a little bit different. Uh, you got to dress a little different. You know, you start out with uh, your clothes because it was very cold in Arkansas. So you start out with all your, you know, your layers, your winter clothes or whatnot. Um, but then you have these uh, white suits that you that you put on because obviously snow geese are pretty much all white decoys are all white so it's a uh, almost a, a white out if you will so you put these uh, little white suits on obviously if you got you know your white sweatshirts and stuff like that um you know, it helps, but it, it's a different kind of camo. And then for, you know, someone like me and like a lot of the other folks who I was on this hunt with, if you don't do the snow goose uh, conservation deal, uh, which basically happens after the regular season, um, if you don't do it on a regular basis, um, it's a easy way to uh, compensate for not having, you know, the, um, the, uh, the camo. But nevertheless, you're out. You put out a ton of decoys. You know, I've hunted with guys when we do regular goose hunts. You put out, I don't know, maybe 50, 60 decoys um, in a field when you're hunting Canada geese. Man, these uh, these snows, I swear, it, it felt like uh, there were at least, I don't know, five, 600, maybe more decoys that were out in the field um because you know the snow geese they, they travel large numbers so when you see a field of large numbers um in theory it helps them decoy better 
One of the other things, too, that was I thought was really interesting, really cool about this, you use electronic calls. Now, any kind of waterfowl hunt I've been on, duck hunt, goose hunt, whatever, um, you know, you use the uh, the mouth calls, whether they're wooden, uh, plastic, you know, some, you know, have one reed, two reeds. Um, the construction of them are, you know, all kinds of different. But the, the constant, the main constant is that there is a human ele- element to it where the human uh, is calling. Um, during this kind of hunt, you can use electronic calls, uh, which um, I thought was pretty cool. Uh, basically similar, uh, simulating the different uh, sounds that the uh, snow geese flocks make. Um, so it's the only time I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the only time I think during waterfowl hunting, uh, or the only type of waterfowl hunting, I should say, that you can use a electronic call. Um, so, pretty cool out in the field. Oh, the other thing about it too is uh, when you do a normal, you know, waterfowl hunt, you only have three shells. You got three shots, three chances to bring down a bird, or if you're a really good shot, um, three. Three shots on individual birds and bring them down. Uh, this type of hunt, uh, you can use what's called a, a magazine extender. You take the plug out of your gun and you can get as many shots as your magazine allows. I know one guy out there with us, I think he had a magazine extender and it gave him up to 10 loads, 10 rounds. Um, so he he was out there, he could lay them down uh, with those 10 rounds. Um, so again, just something different, different than, than what I experienced, uh, or what I'm used to experiencing. Uh, I enjoyed my, uh, my time down at the, uh, Black Duck Revival in Brinkley, Arkansas. Uh, that was a, that was a great experience. Um, is it something that I would do again? Um, but again, uh, thank you and shout out to uh, Jonathan and his folks down at the uh, Black Duck Revival. Brightland. That is my time for this week. I am going to bid you all adieu. Thank you for taking the time to come through, listen to our program. Like I said before, make sure you go check out our Voyage ATL article, uh, the story of Adam Bryant III. Make sure you go, you check that out. Make sure you're hitting our website, bryantlandcountry.com. Tell five people to tell five more people about our podcast. I cannot thank you guys enough for your support, your constant listenership and support of everything Bryantland. Man, I hope you guys have a great week. Do great things. Enjoy yourselves. Keep in mind, turkey season Youth turkey season down in South Florida is kicking off here pretty soon with the, I think this weekend, last weekend in uh, February. And then March comes around, and before you know it, the spring thunder, spring gobblers, be time to get after those turkeys. So, man, y'all have, like I said, a great week, and make sure you come back next week for another episode of The Bryantland Show.